0: Welcome to another episode of the Harvest Profit Podcast. Nick Horub, the founder of Harvest Profit, coming to you today from our office in West Fargo, North Dakota. We're going to talk about another David Cole topic today, Dr. David Cole, who is a I would I would say probably in our current generation is probably the most highly requested speaker on topics of farm management, farm finance. Risk management and just overall making farm management decisions more optimal. Uh, first of all, just want to give you a little background on Harvest Profit. Harvest Profit is the maker of a suite of farm management software tools that are really focused on giving you more visibility into the business side of your farm. So we really believe if you have more visibility into your field by field, expenses, revenue, cost of production <clears throat> and then grain marketing uh, such as what is what is your average sold price today across all your bushels that are sold um, might be some hedge to arrive some basis contracts some futures hedges you have some unsold bushels. Where are you at where are you at today on a grain marketing standpoint? what's the your break even on your unsold production? So you take that all together, the grain marketing side of your farm, the agronomic side of your farm impacting your costs, your expenses, your revenue, your profitability, that that increased visibility will give you a little more confidence and a little more control and more the the increased ability to make proactive decisions ultimately. You know, nobody's gonna magically make you a a silver bolt that's gonna uh turn your farm into a money producing machine, but if you can just be a little bit better on the marketing side, a little bit better on the, the cost side, a little bit better on the agronomic side, the yield producing side, that can easily double or triple the profitability of the average farm in North America. And so we think harvest profit and giving better visibility into the number side of your farm can help you be a little better manager, which can ultimately allow you to build, um, to have more confidence, make proactive decisions, and build more equity and grow your long-term profitability. So with that, that's my Harvest Profit spiel. Today we're gonna to talk about a slide that Dr. Cole put in a presentation that he gave at a recent Minnesota Crop Insurance meeting, a uh, continuing education meeting, and he's basically talking here about the four pillars of building the farming business model of the future so we're going to talk uh, we're going to mention the first four pillars and then i'll get into the bullet points of each and then i'll add some of my insight and and what i've seen on the farm and, and where i really agree with dr cole and maybe some some areas that i thought he should have touched on so the four pillars are one being resilient two being agile, three, being entrepreneurial or innovative, and four, a strong business IQ. So when it comes to being resilient, what does Dr. Cole mean by that? Specifically, there's three bullet points. One, know your cost of production. Two, have a marketing and risk management program. And three, having adequate capital equity borrowing capacity. So making sure that you are well capitalized. I'm just gonna tick down the list here. So the second pillar, Agile, the three bullet points for this are working capital, having a market for your product, and then optimization and efficiency versus diversification and resiliency. And so I'm gonna have to add some color to that bullet point. And then the third pillar, the overall pillar, has once again three bullet points. So being a people first business, investing in the people in your farm. Number two, aligning with a rapidly changing marketplace. So being able to pivot your farm um, as the market changes, as economics change, as wants and and needs change from the market, being able to uh, move your farm in a rapid manner. And then number four, quarterly sprints, and a journey of sustainability. And so then the the fourth bullet point or the fourth pillar would be the strong business IQ. So we're not gonna talk too much on this first bullet point, this first sub-bullet, but he mentions uh, high scores in all 15 areas. Uh, You're gonna want, second bullet point is you're gonna wanna plan, execute and monitor your your farm and and be proactively monitoring your farm. Number four, A written plan for improvement. Number three, written plan for improvement. Number four, dashboards. So once again, the four pillars are being resilient, being agile, being entrepreneurial slash innovative, and then fourth, a strong business IQ. The last podcast I gave talked a lot about cost of production, and that's really one of the key points of emphasis for Dr. Cole in a lot of his content, and we don't need to... To beat a horse here but knowing your cost of production just gives you the insight into making educated decisions the market does not care about your cost of production but knowing your cost of production one allows you to um, be more confident with your grain marketing you know selling uh, selling on rallies isn't easy watching prices break isn't easy knowing your cost of production can really make it easier to sell on a rally and keep rewarding the market as it moves higher, which is probably the hardest farm finance thing to do, in my opinion, is to keep rewarding rallies in the volume that you need to. And that ties into his his second sub bold under resilience, resiliency, and that is just marketing and risk management program. It doesn't need to be you know anything that's super scientific or predicting the future in Harvest Profit we have the ability to for you to build a time and price based grain marketing plan and so picking a few different price targets picking a few different date targets and using that to put a plan in place and execute and <clears throat> what I think it's maybe even more important than that initial you know everybody says have a marketing plan have a marketing plan you know making that first sale and maybe doing it a little further out than what you commonly have done to me can make a lot of sense specifically for commodities that have carry in the market you know corn wheat soybeans is kind of all over the place but oftentimes you know the best opportunities in markets that have carry you are gonna be looking out further. And so just being comfortable making that first sale, I think is a really big and underappreciated point in having a a grain marketing plan in place. And I don't, sometimes I don't like how we do it at Harvest Profit. Um, We're very specific with dates, we're very specific with prices, and as you know, the market does not have to hit any of those, and so I think just an overall you know, grain marketing philosophy for your farm. So in addition to, and maybe more important than an annual written plan is just, here's a game plan of of what we're going to try to do year in, year out. As we're sitting here in the fall of 2020, we have had a harvest rally. Do harvest rallies happen every year? No, they happen maybe one out of five, one out of six years. And so should you base your Farm's twenty or thirty-year marketing plan on harvest rallies. No, you can write that as a bullet point. You, know, I want to have, you know, fifty percent of my production for new crop sold by the fourth of July. I want to have ninety percent of my crop, old crop sold, and if I'm buying inputs for the following crop year, I want to have some grain sales on the books. You know, something as simple as that can be even easier to execute than a really specific grain marketing plan that has specific dates and different prices. I have a lot of thoughts on this topic that we could touch on in the future, but just having, you know, what are your principles along with grain marketing? Like just write it down, put it up on your shop wall. Like these are the philosophies that we have on our farm that we try to stick to. You're never going to be perfect you know, 99.999% of grain marketing decisions aren't perfect because you should have either sold everything if you happen to hit the high, or you should have sold nothing because higher prices were to come. But we know that, you know, hitting the high isn't a realistic goal. So just pick, you know, talk to your lender, uh, talk to a couple lenders, talk to friends, people in the, the academic, the university space, Uh, insurance agents you know what do you ask what they see for traits in successful grain marketers and put a just a a really rough you know first principles what are your farm's first principles when it comes to grain marketing i think that can be uh, quite effective and even more effective than an annual grain marketing plan that has a lot of specificity in it you want to be well capitalized you know we don't need to go into that that's the last sub bullet in resiliency and then looking at being agile that's the the second of david cole's four pillars you know having working capital you know working capital is talked about a lot it's a boring allocation but it allows you to take advantage of opportunities that come it allows you to be you know be proactive with your decisions that you're making you know going back to grain marketing you know, if you forward contract two thirds of your crop and then you have a big hailstorm, more than likely it's not going to be a hugely profitable year. But it's also more than likely not going to be a huge loss either. So if you have that working capital cushion in place, you can move on to the next year. You don't have to wait. You don't have to try to hit a high because you have an adequate working capital cushion in place in your farm. And so, you know, depending on who you talk to, the rule of thumb are, you know, you want 30% of your expenses, uh, your annual expenses in uh, available as working capital. And so some might not know, the definition of working capital is taking your current assets, you know, really everything that can be turned to cash quickly, you know, the big one is commodities, and then subtracting your current liabilities. And that is your working capital. Essentially, it's the capital available to invest in your short-term assets, assets, which is most often uh, your crop expenses or your livestock expenses. Having a market for your product is the second sub bullet point under being agile. I think that's you know relatively common sense. And then you know there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people talking about you know different crops, whether it's hemp or or hops or you know certain kind of new-age berries or you know livestock that's fashionable um, you know every few years you know every four or five years it tends to be something you know there was a big a big market for fish but just making sure you're in a deep liquid market as deep or liquid market as you can be uh, really helps you be agile if you spend two million dollars building a, a fish breeding facility to supply the one new, the one plant that gets built in your area that really reduces your your ability to be agile. So just think about those specialty opportunities that come, Uh, they can seem like no-brainers, but they also come with a lot higher risk in a lot of cases. The third sub-bolt under being agile is interesting optimization slash efficiency versus diversification and resiliency. I really think that you just, you know, you need to look at what's worked for your farm, for neighboring farms, over the last five or 10 years, and just double down on what's working, but do so with an eye on the future. If there's, you know, there are certain programs right now that are going to pay you for maybe some different production practices or tracking your production in a, a more detailed way, uh, introducing some cover crops, you definitely wanna be trying those things out. Those would be different than you know, pivoting your farm towards a a, a highly special specialty crop or making a million dollar investment in the fish farm. You know, using, basically looking at what the market's wanting you to do and uh, trying to turn that into economic opportunities for your farm would just be foolish not to. But at the same time, focus on being as efficient as you can. Focus on being a low-cost producer. You know, what do you need for your farm to grow the best crops possible and just analyze, you know, go down your list of equipment, go down your balance sheet and just look at historically what has paid for this farm. You know, if I've, if I've drain tiled versus gone out and rented a bunch of new ground, you know, how do those things impact your bottom line and just focus on becoming as efficient as possible. A people first business. I don't think fully autonomous farms are going to become common at any point here in the foreseeable future Um, there's just huge logistical challenges to that Uh, even if you have a fully autonomous farm, you are going to need people to manage that so you know for the you know for the rest of this decade i would say uh, not decade i mean almost for the, the rest of this half century at least we're going to be farming is going to be a people first business so investing in your people uh, having regular sit-downs. This is one thing that I'm personally terrible at is having sit-down one-on-ones with my employees. But it's something that is important, uh, and just trying to invest in your people. What do they want to learn? What do they want to do? Um, what works for them? You know, setting expectations for what you expect for the farm, but looking towards them. You know, maybe you have somebody who likes to do, you know, a lot of hunting and fishing, and you know, you could afford to give them a month off in the winter, or six weeks off, if that's something they really value. And you know, if them being around the shop all winter tends to lead to you spending more money on uh, maybe optional upgrades or optional repairs, that might make sense. So just try to think about the, you know, investing in your people. Um, nobody's going to be perfectly like you. Um, people can't read your brain. When I started hiring people, you know, what do you know? People can't read your mind. You know, that's not a, you know, that's common sense, but sometimes it's hard. We get so used to doing things that we can forget that, you know, we've done things in our business for years and years and somebody stepping in new isn't going to have that same institutional knowledge that you do. So just look at trying to be creative about ways that you can invest in your people because good people are rare in ag and it's your job to do whatever you can to uh, keep those good people around and attract those good people. Uh, aligning with you know a rapidly changing marketplace, I'm not going to touch on this one too much. Um, I think that you just need to you know keep your ear to the pavement on opportunities that are out there and approach them from a a standpoint of financial analysis. You know if opportunities come up. You know, a lot of talk on carbon, a lot of talk on regenerative ag. Um, you know, what do those opportunities mean for you? Whether it's a, you know, obviously a long-term investment in the the agricultural production of your farm, or a short-term investment might be a, you know, you get offered a 20 cent premium contract. Just think about the law. You know, invest in your farm and think about things from a return on investment standpoint. I think is the easiest way to approach uh, new changes in the marketplace. Quarterly sprints, a journey of sustainability. So I wasn't here to hear this presentation by Dr. Cole. I'm guessing he added a lot of color into this concept of, of quarterly sprints, but I'm just gonna share you know, something that we're working on at Harvest Profit, and that is you know, our goal is to make the most valuable software we can for our customers, uh, make it easy to use, uh, keep it as free of issues as we can, and we use um, maybe not quite as concrete of a usage as we should, but uh, six week sprints. So we work in six weeks, six week increments, then we spend a week or two to adjust our goals and just keep moving forward. Uh, we know we want to keep working with more customers. We want to have less, you know, less issues with the software, more valuable features. And it's easy to say that, and then all of a sudden you look in five years have passed. But working in these sprints can allow you to stop and revisit things. In farming, six weeks isn't long enough, but you know you could do a, you know, a March, a July, a November, and well, that would you know, that would be a uh, every four month sprint. But you, you get the point. Revisit your goals. Sit down to your team. And just have high-level goals. Maybe you're at the point where your farm has the people and the equipment uh, to grow. You know that can be a grow a growth target that you can revisit in the winter. Maybe you've have some some opportunities for improvement on weed control. You know you can revisit you can target that in your your spring quarterly meeting. You can revisit that in the summer meeting, and you can talk about it again in the winter meeting. So just have some goals, write them down, revisit them, and think Uh, too often in agriculture, you know, we tend to think that we have 30, or you know, we have 40 crop years. That's not a lot. But if you can break those 40 crop years down into 40 quarters, well then we have 160 different periods where we can iterate. What did we learn? What do we need to do better? So I like this concept of quarterly sprints that Dr. Cole has laid out here. So then, the fourth pillar is a strong business IQ. I'm going to have more to come on this, the the 15 areas that Dr. Cole lays out um, in a future podcast here, but um, yeah, more to come on that. So I'm just going to uh, pause on that point. Number two, plan, uh, plan, strategize, execute, and monitor. So once again, that goes back to the quarterly sprints. You know, have a plan for the year. Uh, have some strategies some things you want to do and revisit them on a regular basis and revisit them again the next winter time flies as you know you know th- look back to you know 2010 2012 you know if you would have had a you know a plan to you know we want to get from 10 percent working capital to 40 percent tracking that plan throughout the year more than likely you had the opportunity to do that maybe once or twice or three times and so writing things down um, looking at them when you're making decisions, modern them and then revisiting them. So going back to the quarterly sprints, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, a written plan for improvement is the third subpoint under a strong business IQ. Once again, the market's going to give you different opportunities if you have goals that you want, you know, maybe you want to try to, maybe you're spending a if you have, you know your equipment payments, your equipment repairs, you know, maybe you want to cut those by 10% or, you know, you're looking at, you know, trying to get more grain sold during, you know, earlier in the summer, or you want to try to add more working capital. You know, write those things down. Maybe you're spending, you know, too much on repair. So you need to look at, you know, should I should I at least you know a piece of equipment should i hire some custom workout you know so identify the weaknesses that you have in your farm you know there's you know like in any business our business included there's a few weaknesses so identify them write them down and track and try to execute and make changes that will help you meet those goals and fix those improvements i like to say a chain is only as strong as its weakest link so identify the couple weaker links in your farm write them down think about them as you're making decisions you know what gets managed what gets measured gets managed what gets managed gets improved and you can do that with the opportunities or the the weak links in your chain number four this is the fourth sub bullet the last sub bullet in the strong business iq pillar and that's dashboards so Harvest Profit, the software tool we make, you know, shameless plug, it you know, can be a dashboard to help you keep the thumb on your pulse of what does my current crop year cost of production look like. Let's start building a budget for next year. You know, how much grain do I have sold? Uh, basically, from a financial standpoint, Harvest Profit is a great tool to implement this dashboard financial view of your operation. If you wanna try a free trial of Harvest Profit, we make it super easy. You don't have to talk to a salesperson. You don't have to book a demo call. You can just hop on, take the software for a spin. It's harvestprofit.com backslash free trial. So that is the end of the four pillars. Got quite wordy here. I'm gonna, if you look in the show notes here, I'll include a link to a tweet that I put on Twitter that includes this photo. And really at the end of the day, um, Dr. Cole is a great resource. I'll revisit these four pillars right now quickly. You should be resilient, you should be agile, entrepreneurial, innovative, a strong business IQ. And so I think one of the most important things that he talks about here is a written plan for improvement. You know, Identify the couple weak links in your chain and what you can do to try to improve them. Write those down, put them on the wall, uh, put them in a put them in a calendar. Email you'll know, have the calendar. You know every Monday morning the calendar will send you. You could have a recurring invite in something like Google Calendar. Then look at what are the things you're good at and double down on those. But identify those things, write them down, track them. Write down what kind of grain marketer you want to be with some overall you know high level statistics. And then on a regular basis revisit those things. The weather's going to throw curveballs. The market's going to throw curveballs but that shouldn't prevent you from trying your best to make confident, proactive decisions in your farm. And really writing some of these down is a way to make those decisions a lot easier in the face of a lot of this uncertainty that just is a reality that comes with farming. So with that, check the show notes to see this slide from Dr. Cole. And with that, we will talk to you again soon. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.